female serial killer. Agrippina the Younger, Valeria Messalina, Elizabeth Bathory, Latophania, Marie de Brinvilliers, Jane Scott, Elizabeth Eccles, Sarah Daisley, Eliza Joyce, Sarah Freeman, Marianne Milner, Sarah Kesham, Mary May, Mary Emily Cage, Catherine Wilson, Mary Ann Cotton, Catherine Flanagan, Margaret Higgins, Kate Bender, Patty Cannon, Lydia Sherman, Sarah Jane Robinson, Jane Toppin. Chapter 1. The Nature of the Feminine Beast. The Psychopathology of Female Monsters. How and why? How do females become serial killers and why do they kill? The why is easy. They can kill for the same reasons that male serial killers do. For power, for control, for sexual lust, for profit, for thrills, for self-esteem, for revenge and madness. But there are some notable differences. Male serial killers frequently commit kidnapping, confinement, rape, and mutilation to express their rage and desire for control. Female serial killers usually throw themselves straight into the kill. No stopping for mutilation or for a bite along the way. No Polaroids or masturbation at the scene or sex with the corpse. The female serial killer is all business, and it's murder. In that sense, she is infinitely deadlier than the fantasy-driven male predators. How female serial killers are deadlier than males. Male serial killers can sometimes actually overlook killing some of their victims because murder is not always a central part of their fantasy. Their fantasy could be to dominate their victim through physical or sexual assault without murder necessarily being a part of it. Once their assault is exhausted for the time being, the victim is of no further interest to the offender, dead or alive. If the victim survived the physical assault, the offender might kill to avoid having a witness to the assault or rape. The offender may kill the victim out of shame, or not kill at all. A few might even trip out on the power of granting mercy. Richard Cottingham, in the late 1970s, for example, left the horribly mutilated and dismembered corpses of street prostitutes in hotel and motel rooms after drugging and torturing them for hours. He chopped the heads and hands off some of his victims. How can anyone survive a homicidal maniac like that? But some women did. Regaining consciousness by a roadside or on motel room floors, bruised and battered but alive. Why? He did not kill them because they did not die in his attack. Simple as that. He never set out to kill them, only to torture and humiliate them. But once he was done, they did not matter. Dead or alive, they were just garbage to him. So he dumped them, some dead, some living. Some died in the process. They weren't strong enough to take it. Skinny street girls, all jacked up on nothing but coke and chips. Those that he mutilated, he did so not for pleasure, but to destroy their identities, severing their heads and hands, not as souvenirs, but to impede the investigation. Of the ones he chose to kill, he did so to coldly eliminate witnesses. It was a necessary task, and not a pleasure for him. Occasionally, some victims survive the male serialist's post-cathartic flagging interest or vague and sudden remorse. Sometimes it could be what the victim says or does that deflects an attacker's intent to kill. When I wrote about male serial killers, I concluded with a chapter on how to improve the chances of surviving a serial killer based on accounts from surviving victims 
and on explanations offered by killers themselves as to why they let some of their victims live. There will be no such concluding chapter for female serial killers. Other than those victims who survived by some twist of angel-born luck, there are almost no accounts from survivors of female serial killers. Women killers do not change their minds once they make the decision to murder, and they rarely go through any kind of fantasy torture ritual on the way there. They go straight for the kill. Although female serial poisoners have been known to prolong the deaths of some of their victims by manipulating dosages of poison, the reasons why have never been conclusively determined. Female serial killers rarely, unless accompanied by a male partner, kidnap and rape their victims. Female serial killers rarely, if ever, kill to harvest the corpse or some body part of their victim for their own hedonistic lust. They almost never capture, bind, confine, and torture their victims before killing them. The female serial killer's gratification begins with the victim's death and often continues.